So, Austin, did that recent hail storm cause some damage to your vehicle? Luxury Auto Works now brings you Austin's Luxury Auto Body for all of your collision and hail repair needs. We take all major insurance and provide same-day appointments and guarantee our work. Luxury Auto Works is your European dealership alternative for service and repair needs. BMW, Mercedes, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Audi. To book your appointment today for collision, hail, service, and repair needs. That's Luxury Auto Works. It is not sabotage, although commercial break ended a little bit earlier than I was expecting. That's all right. He's got more Beastie Boys. There you go. Now now we're paying for money. All right. uh, Three guys on sports in your ear holes again on a Tuesday. Nick, Noah, and your guy Sawyer stole as well. Uh, Lots of exciting things to come on today's show. Did we make a mistake yesterday by not discussing court storming? Or, or do, you, do you guys care? I don't know. We'll, we'll get into that. I think we should have let the... Uh, I, I'm glad I didn't discuss it yesterday. I've, con- I, 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 I've ping-ponged back and forth on the issue. Well, I just was like, okay, it must be a slow Monday. And then I, I forgot to mention yesterday that the NFL Combine is here as well. Mm-hmm. But everybody was talking this court storming thing. We'll get into it. Uh, luckily, Jay Billis of ESPN said something so stupid mm. that we now have an excuse to talk about it today on how to fix court storming. Uh, but as I mentioned, it is the NFL Combine, and uh, who's excited to talk about who's throwing the football? The answer, nobody important. Mm. Well, I guess that's mean to, to Bo Nix and Michael Penix, but uh, uh, that's where I want to start today, just as an excuse to get us to talk football. And uh, I thought that we might uh, do some power rankings of some quarterback options besides the front, the, the first three. The because, big three, yeah. Yeah, everybody knows what's going on. I would say... It's it's really the Chargers at five that where things are kind of questionable, uh, because we all we all know that Caleb Williams is going to go, then Drake May and um, Jaden Daniels. Right. Okay. Good. His name is Jaden. Uh, and then of course the Cardinals are at four, going to take Mar- Maserati Marvin Harrison, even though he's not showing up to the combine at all. So no, nah, I don't need it. Yeah. And then so then you start wondering what the Chargers are going to do at, at number five there, and and so. Uh, but I thought it'd be fun to rank the other options at quarterback because that's where the real intrigue is coming. Noah's guy, J.J. McCarthy, is is flying up, flying up the, the mock drafts. Um, but my, my, I want to start with my questions now that I've kind of got my sea legs under me and stopped rambling a little bit here. Perhaps I have not. We'll find out. What do you guys want answered from the NFL Combine? Is is there anything? Because I, I think the biggest thing for me is a little clarity on the Bears and Justin Fields. What they plan to do with them. This is the time everybody's getting together in Indianapolis. Yes, yeah. always in the yeah. India. Okay, uh, and so you get all the industry people, and and that's where you start making the the trades, the wheel. The talks the happen there, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and so I think that we might have a little bit, perhaps not an outright trade, but at least the the industry experts, the information insiders, your mm-hmm. Adam Schefters, your Ian Rappaports, the others, uh, they'll start to be able to work their sources and have an idea now. It is also draft season officially, so you know everybody's lying. Yeah, everybody out there is lying. A lot of smoke screens. A lot of smoke mm-hmm. screens. Uh, but I was in, I was listening. I'm trying to get into the whole NFL draft. Uh, start looking beyond just the top, the big names that we all know, the top receivers, the top uh, quarterbacks. So I was listening to Mel Kiper and Field Yates. They've got a, a, a podcast where they just break down the drafts, and I, I believe it was Mel that had a good point uh, that uh, basically at this point. You know what you're doing. The Bears know what they're doing. They have seen Justin Fields enough. They have scouted Caleb Williams. You've seen him play. 
And what is it that he's going to do in interviews or anything that is really going to change your mind? Of what, like the, the decision has been made for the Bears on who their quarterback is going to be Maybe. in 2024. Maybe. I think we give these guys too much credit. I think they're all just guessing, and they're not as smart as they come <laughs> yeah. off to be. They truly aren't. Well, that's, right. that is fair. Like, I, I think that if you ask a lot of people, well, okay, if you ask me, my opinion this entire time has been build around Justin Fields. Yes. You can sell him for a buttload of picks and use that to shore up the rest of your, rest of your team. And even if you don't have a potential Patrick Mahomes for mm-hmm. the ne- next decade, decade right. and a half, you got a real your shot. fresh start. <laughs> a cleaner slate. If you're selling well, I, your no, quarterback, I, okay, taking okay. a brand new one, and uh, loading up on a bunch of picks, I would call that a fresh start. Yes, but I'm not talking about that. I'm okay. talking about keeping Justin Fields okay. and trading Caleb Williams. So I, I, okay, I want a dirty, yeah. I want a dirty middle of the oh, yeah, yeah. thing, whatever. I think that's what you do. And and in, I know the conventional wisdom is you want to go after the the superstar quarterback. And seeing the fact that who has won the most Super Bowls in the last thirty years, twenty years, whatever you want to do, it's Tom Brady, the goat, and it's Patrick Mahomes. The new goat. Mm-hmm. The so, lamb. The baby goat. That's a what sheep. Is it? Okay, what is a baby goat? A kid. All right, the kid. Yeah, the kid. <laughs> there it there is. There you go. There, we figured it out. Yeah. Now we have to break down what KID stands for by the end of the show. King in demand. There it is. Well, that was quick. Your brain is uh, firing the today. Yeah, baby is called a kid. A male goat is called a kid or yeah. a buck or a billy. There you go. The no. billy. Really? Yeah, buck, I always know what the billy goat's yeah, going rough. though. Did not know that. Fun um, fact of the day. Man, speaking of goats, I went to talk about chicken, but we'll get into some some hot chicken here. Uh, okay, a little bit. Getting into some chicken this weekend. Well, I, chicken. When I'm sitting here doing all my prep work, I just hear Sawyer jibber jabbering with his buddies over on Matt and Bob. Mm. Those are my parents. And there is a, apparently a, a Nashville hot chicken debate going on. Mm-hmm. So okay, I, I want to get your you guys thoughts about the, about about the best yeah. hot chicken in this town. Um, but okay. So I think that is the smart thing to me is is you forego the opportunity of of missing on a can't miss prospect. Mm-hmm. Let someone else make that mistake to just to just accrue uh, a whole bunch of talent on your team because Agreed. the the Bears have, you know, I think uh, they uh, Mel and, and Field compared them to the Lions a couple of years ago, where it's like okay, you've got some pieces, you draft well, you do all these things, you play your cards right, you'll be at the top of the conference, right. Um, so that, that, that is my thing is what are we going to do with Justin Fields? Now, as you mentioned, sorry, these guys are not perhaps the smartest. They're going to fall in love with the idea of you can get a Patrick Mahomes. And so they're going to risk it for the biscuit. Give me them lottery tickets. Give me them scratch offs Mm -hmm. and hope it come on. Yeah. Retirement. Caleb Williams. Um, but so that, that's my big question is, is trying to get some clarity on the Justin Fields thing and where he's going to go. Do you guys have anything that you guys want to see in the, uh, come out of the combine? I used to be a big combine watcher. I think it's because I missed football so much. But now I'm starting mm-hmm. to realize that all it does is generate unnecessary hype when we see a guy run a 40 time that's so fast because the 40 might be the most overrated drill in the entire... Very overrated, I agree. Because yeah, it's a straight line stat and very seldom is football that. a straight line sport anymore. Right. But not only that, like right. I, 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 play, I was an offensive guard in high school. Uh-huh. And I, I had good speed for... A lineman. Uh-huh. You put me in the fat man relay during track season, I'll get you that bucket of KFC, man. I will do it. Yeah. Um, but I also felt like I had pad speed. Like, okay. If you, yeah. put me, you put me in the little shorty shorts, 
Yeah, that's what we should do is put these guys in shoulder pads and make them run the pads. 40. Yeah, so. That's why, yeah, I'd be more interested in seeing some, like, defensive linemen's three-cone drill times. And then, of course, I need the highlight this year of when they run that gauntlet at the wide receiver and they have the footballs coming from each side of them mm-hmm. and someone screws up and just gets pegged every single year. <laughs> and it's just a disaster. Do you remember who got pegged last year? No. They are, maybe maybe it's just Twitter runs a highlight I'm, of someone from a couple of years ago. Honestly, what, if, I bet you but if, that is my what I always look forward to come combine season. I feel like they got to be on the Chiefs. Those guys are on the Chiefs. Yeah. Now. So like, how do we miss this? No. Do you have anything uh, that you're particularly looking forward to for the combine? Like yeah. I, I don't understand. I, I've, I've I've been talking to some people, some new mm-hmm. friends. Uh, by the way, we are going to be moving noon to two That's starting right. next mm-hmm. week, and I will be on in the morning, seven to ten. Find sure. out who I'll be with mm. next Monday. It's a oh, yeah. it's a big deal. I can't tell you. Can't tell you. Deal. Sales meeting found out today. Oh, excellent. Yeah, there you go. So they know. But can you, you can't start CCing me in all things? In you want to get CCed to the sales? I don't. I don't want to get yeah. invited to the sales meeting. Although I am just very good. Eyes at, on it. I am very good at meetings, but yeah. like nobody tells me nothing. We got to leave. Oh, that's not. That's and, not and a you the, thing. The, that's a that's a here thing. Yeah, and whoever's going to host the goddamn show meeting. Yeah. Silent. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. I don't. I don't even know if they're. That'll be. That's in closed doors conversations uh, mm. upstairs somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Or the bathroom. That, that's happened to me in the bathroom before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it's that's the golf course here at Waterloo. Exactly. Um, I think the other thing that I would like. I mean, obviously, what we want to see is how all of our Longhorns compete. Yes. In in the combine, and um, I've been diving like, as I've been diving into some of these prospects and seeing their their pros and their their strengths and their weaknesses. Uh, we get into the whole why is Byron Murphy ranked ahead of Tavondre Sweat, and. I feel that basically, which, man, we should save this for horns at high noon, but that's a whole hour of a game. To- totally different audience. Right. You guys will hear it again. Um, but I think that a lot of people are like, I, I would like to see some clarity in kind of where figuring out where the Longhorns guys are going to go. Is is Jatavian Sanders going to sneak into the top uh, the, the, the the first day, or is he a day two pick like he's currently being projected everywhere? I've seen. Yeah, I don't see anyone other than Brock Bowers at tight end going day one. Yeah. Um, all right, so... Let's let's start this way. We we all know that it's going to be okay. Do you think that there will be a trade into the top three to go after one of those top three quarterbacks? I do. Yeah, I see a trade. I do. Um, could it not be from the Bears? More than likely. I mean, I I feel like some teams are afraid to trade with the Bears after they saw how poorly it went for the Panthers. That's fair. Yeah, there right. could be some stink on it. Oh, dude, in that but Panthers team, trade. Like, not only is that, uh, which I, I love how everybody is on the Panthers and Bryce Young, and we're just kind of like, ah, Trey Lance and the 49ers, whatever, they're good. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are like two examples. Like, th- those are both like, what, um, three first-round picks? What, what did the The Panthers, Panthers gave the up their first round that year, this year, DJ Moore, which was technically a yep. first-round pick, okay. and okay. this year's first-round yeah. pick. So so did, if we're so looking three, at our chart. Three overall first-round picks. Yeah, and I think Caleb Williams would be worth... Uh, three first, but the biggest thing I think is look at what Matthew Stafford went for in that Jared Goff trade. Right. Mm-hmm. Is something I would look more handily at. Is it's really what, like what, what, what did he go for, Noah? He went for two firsts, and I believe that year it actually happened a third. So it was a third and round technically pick. a first overall in Jared and Goff. And you get Jared Goff, yeah. throw that in there, who's playing at a high level. Yeah, so it was Jared Goff. I think it was a third that year when they traded in 2022, 2023. It was 2021 that year, actually. 2022 first, 2022. Uh, 2022 first, well, two, 2023 two, two, two first, first, and a, and yes, a Jerry Goff. Yep, and a third. And then a, and a third, which yep. is Just still important. But for Matt Stafford, yeah. I mean, so. I mean, yeah. A lot so, of capital. But, like, when has that worked? 
that worked oddly for both teams in that situation. No, no, no. That, right? that, like, that no, was I'm so, saying, a, a team right. trading up into the first to, to get one of these top flight quarterbacks. I well, mean, Trey Lance was a failure. Uh, Bryce right. Young was a failure. Mm-hmm. I mean, RG3 was a success until the Shanahan's blew out his knee. I forget mm-hmm. off the top of my head, but like that, the, the, the Rams gave up a crap ton to, to go up to get RG3. And so I think, again, if we're talking about the smart thing, is that I, I think that you do um, just just take take the, the – it, nobody should trade up to get that pick. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I some teams are going to be, you know, itching to get a quarterback, that guy. Obviously, I feel like Washington, are they just going to be comfortable with going with one of their kind of picks of the two after Caleb Williams? It feels like that's a guy they'd want to go up and get, and maybe the Bears would be more – uh, inclined to like what I we talked about a couple weeks ago. It's like, yeah. what if the Bears are not? It isn't Caleb Williams they're in love with. Maybe they like one of the three because uh, it feels like it's tiered, right? Those three guys could be the top three picks, referring to Daniels, um, May, and then of course Caleb Williams. What if they just say, hey, we'll go to two, take May because we like Drake May, another UConn, uh, no, not UConn, North Carolina quarterback, and we still get your first rounder next year, and we only move back a pick. I think that's the smartest decision for them if they're ready to move on from Fields. But maybe they're in love with Caleb Williams, and maybe they're scared not to, you know, lose out to lose out on a Patrick Mahomes type guy, which I still think is unfair to both of them, comparison wise. So, um, why is that unfair to Mahomes? Because Mahomes is one of the best players of all time we've seen. Yeah, and but how it's, are you going to? It's not sure. A guy who won Williams. seven. Well, no, it's disrespectful. I think for okay. a guy who won seven games in the Pac-12 last year. Uh, how are you going to do that to him? Who it's like okay, and yeah, no credit to, is. He didn't play amazing in college, but that's that wasn't Mahomes' fault, really, right? Mm. So I don't know. I, I just I think if this doesn't work out for the Bears, then you're kind of just letting a guy like Fields could go have success in Atlanta, right? Like that that's somewhere I just think this guy could be successful in this league. I'm, so. I'm starting to come around a little bit on on the Steelers with Justin Fields. Yeah, even though Arthur's maybe kind there. of exciting. That's just a boring team. They need a little. Uh, yeah, Kenny Pickett ain't going to get it done for him, and Mason Rudolph definitely ain't getting it done for him. No. So. Here, uh, going back to the Caleb Williams thing, everything that I've been saying, everybody seems to kind of just settle on the idea that the Bears are going to take Caleb Williams. It They're feels going to like do that. the easy thing and just take the guy that everybody says is a can't miss prospect, except for Peter King. Yeah, Peter. Do you King. guys know Peter King? Oh stuff? yeah, I know Peter yeah. King. Do you guys ever? I, I, Did he step down? What was going on? He has he has retired from his uh, football morning in America, which okay. is what he's called his. Monday morning quarterback is what he went back in the day. And uh, I, I, used, yes. I remember in college, like I, I read Peter King every morning, mm-hmm. every Monday when I was at work in the computer labs. Uh, and yeah, like it was like, oh, he's going to catch everything up. Um, and then I turned a little bit. He became a little bit too cheerleader for the league when mm. he went to NBC. He's got a little rich eyes in him. Ah, gotcha. Which both of those guys are excellent. Uh, yes. I, I've listened to both of them over the years. But like Peter King, I just, look, I'm going to. I don't care about Mary Beth King. I don't care what's going on with your daughters and your kids. It's like <laughs> Matthew Barry when he has to do his little intro, his little Oh, my God. You scroll, 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 scroll. That's yeah. my idea. I mean, everyone's yeah. okay, but I, I can only hear so much about some fantasy league punishment or some guy who has cancer and no, still being win the championship. I'm like, dude, give me, man. Give me the guys that are definitely I'm going to get my hopes up for this weekend that yes. disappoint every week. Thanks a lot, Barry. Yes. Uh, but Peter King, that confidence. on his way out, says he is saying that although he doesn't cite any sources, he says this is just my thoughts: is that the the Caleb Williams is uh, going to go for the eighth, the ninth, um, a second round pick from Washington and Atlanta this year. Uh, anyway, that he's he thinks he's the one that says the Caleb Williams. I don't have the details in front of me, uh, but it was it was three first round picks and two second round picks that they end up having in twenty twenty five for Caleb Williams, and I'm like that's. That's an incredible amount of talent. Like I mm-hmm. like that. That's why I like Load that. Load up. But, 
Um, okay. All right. Uh, I've rambled and, and done this thing terribly. Let's go to the phone lines here real quick before we take a break. 834-1027. That's the phone number call. We've got Montopolis Chris about the combine. What is up, Chris? What do you want to talk about? Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, okay, who's, who's the one that keeps on saying they played offensive guard? That is me. That's your guy, Nick Haida. <laughs> Every time you say that, you remind me of Al Bundy, four touch. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just trying to get, I'm trying to trump up my, my, my bona fides as a player. Did you play varsity? I did, but it was, to, I, I, sh- I was not good. Uh, I was, I was a pulling guard early on in my high school career, <laughs> and then I put on like 40 pounds sophomore year, and I was, that was the end of me being able to pull. And I was just, it was, it was senioritis that got me starting. The there's this kid. You weren't a zone blocking. You, you weren't the, you know, pancake guard. No, I, 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 like, I like the trap dudes. <laughs> Um, when they don't see but, me coming, oh man, I would light them up uh, right in front of them. No, I was. In fact, there was oh, this man, one game sorry. against uh, Rogers, who was like the best team in our district, and this defensive tackle was just blowing me up every single play. And I was like, all right, I, I, I got, I can't block this guy. So I just was tripping him the entire time. Like I would literally like, grab him by the leg and like hook him down, like blatant cheating. But I was like, I, that's the only way I can stop him. And he every time he was like, he was like, sixty one's a cheater. Sixty has this high pitched voice. Sixty one's a cheater. And I was like, dude, they ain't calling it, man. Nobody cares. So but you ain't getting through. Well, I wanted to y'all talking about how they're, sometimes they're just uh, throwing crap on a on a wall, Steven. As far as No Kuiper, how many times have you been wrong? How many times has that guy been wrong? I don't know how he keeps his job. He didn't. He got fired from the Raiders. When he uh, when no, no, you're thinking of the other one, the other guy that that's also together. wrong all the time. No, I can't think of his name. Mike something. Mike Smith. Mike Nolan. No, 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 no. I can't. I know you're talking about though. Yeah, you yeah. sort for ESPN. Um, look, I mean, it. Look, it, it's it's hard to predict all these things. I I do think it'd be interesting to see go back and see because like Mel Kiper, he always has like his top available. And there's always like three dudes that are just sitting on there the entire draft, like going to the third round. And so it'd be interesting to see what he thinks should have happened versus what happened. But look, that's the thing. is it, It's a lottery ticket. Even in the first round, it's a 50-50 shot sometimes. With these Not teams. even anymore. I'm just I'd saying, say you have like a 30% chance of hitting on a QB in the first round if you're lucky. Especially with how deep this draft class is in terms of quarterbacks, yeah. and they're saying it's one of the best classes. Last time we heard it was one of the best classes we ever seen. The jury's still out on Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> and look, I, I get into this. Mike Mayock was the name of Thank, the uh, guy yes. that got fired. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I remember they, they took some weird uh, picks that first draft. They took that one weird guy who has like an Irish looking name, like like Celtic Irish, not a little Hallahan or something. Uh, out of Clemson, and it was like, you're going to reach on this guy, and they were like, uh, character, 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 and it's like, maybe you should have talked about character with your coach there. Um, but yeah, we get in this argument all the time in, in my fantasy football league about first-round picks. You know, I've got a guy who's he's always, those are worthless, and I'm like, no, they're lottery tickets, and you know how you maximize winning the lottery? Having more lottery tickets, so give me more of those first-round picks, and that's why I say the idea of take your shot on Caleb Williams. If it doesn't work out, you you know you took a shot with Justin Fields. It didn't work out. Now you're gonna take a shot with Caleb Williams, and you have you you're buying a better scratcher. You're mm-hmm. Buying one of those twenty dollar ticket ones that everybody tells me you have a better shot to win than like the three dollar ones. Uh, we saw it with the the Cardinals with Josh Rosen and, and Kyler Murray. And so yeah, it's a crapshoot, and just keep keep, but you gotta keep shooting. Yeah. And hopefully you win big, and then you walk away from the table with your superstar quarterback. All right, all right. Um, okay, let's go ahead and take that break, even though it's in the middle of the 
thing here. Let me pause and reclick my thoughts. When we come back, we will continue the discussion. We will look outside. We stop passion. Justin Fields, Caleb Williams. Let's talk about some of the other quarterbacks because it's Tuesday. Yes, it is traditionally the day in sports media where you do some power rankings. So I want to rank. If you are pa- if you are not going to willing to trade up, uh, bet the bank on one of these top three picks. What are Just the other that. options? Let's rank the remaining quarterback options, both free agents and in the draft for some of these teams, and see which way you would go. We'll do that when we turn. Three guys on sports. All right, we are back. Three guys on sports. Nick, Noah, and Sawyer stole with you as well. You guys can also weigh in on the conversation, either what we're talking about, what you wish we were talking about, or some nonsense completely out of left field. That's what you do at 834-1027. And uh, let's see here. Daryl the Trash Barrel says, first time the show, first time starting the show on time in like two months. Congratulations. Look, the, the time is when I'm ready to start the show. Unfortunately, frequently, I'm not ready to start the show. But uh, our Southside Paul says a morning show on ESPN. That's right, buddy. Starting next Monday, seven to ten. Start your alarms. Set your alarms. I don't have to start setting my alarm. Uh, and then, now well, that's Blackhawks guys just saying Mike Mayock was the guy. All right. Excellent job addressing the textures, Nick. They feel valued. Uh, now let's get back into this combine thing here. Uh, I'm waiting for you to get your headphones plugged in. No, and then yes. I'm turning the microphone off. That's fine. Just there you go. Now Yay, we're set to do radio. Em. Got it. All right. All right. Let's um, go. So I don't think that the team should trade up. I don't. I don't think the uh, juice is worth the squeeze on trading away all these picks. See the Panthers. But you are right. It, all it takes is one idiot owner who falls in love and, and wants to feel like he's mm-hmm. wants to flex to or to the seat's hot and it's kind of like, what do I care if they fire me? It's not my problem anymore. Can you give me an example of who that would be? Um, who needs to trade up? Uh, GM that'd be in trouble here. I guess someone like the Steel. Like you're looking at a team that's like mortgaging the future. Like Bill O'Brien used to do for the Texans when he mm. was the GM and the coach, and he was trading away all these first round picks because he goes, if they fire me, what do I care? I I have no future at this. It's someone trying to save their job essentially as a GM. Currently, I don't know. I'm thinking of teams. That uh, GMs on the hot seat would be teams like the Falcons, I guess. Uh, the Steelers are another team that comes to mind. What's, what um, about the Giants? That's kind of an interesting spot they're in. Yeah, they have spoken about how yeah. if the move is right, they're willing to make it. it My, it's very clear that all the Giants fans hate Daniel Jones. Uh, he's had like what six years now, as they should. I think this will be his sixth season. Correct. I think he's on. Yeah. Your, that was year five and. They paid him a lot of cash, and they still own cash for a few more years. He signed his contract till twenty twenty six. So I, um, I would imagine. I don't know off the top of my head. I, I think they would have to take a huge pay cut. It's this a year cap to hit. Gym, but yeah. I think after that, that last year is, is probably uh, not a big deal. Yeah, I, they're, they're, I'm looking at this, the the contract right now. I mean, yearly cash he's getting next year is thirty six million, uh, up to forty one, then thirty, then forty seven. Last year deal. I mean, they kind of screwed themselves with this. They're in a position at six where. Can you move up to get one of those spots? Possibly, right? Like you're not that far behind if a team. Well, again, willing to. They, they have said if the move is right. right. I, don't, I don't think that is a right move for them. I think more like yeah, honestly. But what is? They're they're at what eight, six, six. Yeah, they're okay. at six. Yeah, that's too high to reach for a quarterback. You're not going to get. You're not going to get one I mean, of those three guys probably. Those those three will probably you're still going to give up at least two first round picks. Jeez. And, and, some, and some extra to get up to in the top three. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think, look, the Giants, you're probably just screwed. Okay. Could be. But you know, I, that is a good point. Dayball 
is is kind of on the hot seat there a little bit. Um, you're probably going to lose Saquon Barkley in free agency. I think they definitely lose Saquon in free agency. I just I think that there's there's two. Your best bet for them is to try to add more talent to the offense. Maybe a receiver who doesn't play in the slot might be a suggestion. Uh, and I, I think you try you try to supplement around. Um, Danny Dimes, and then come back in a year or two and, and try to fill in the quarterback after you after you've put some needed talent on that offense. Yeah, but that to me is the answer. If you if you're not going to get one of these top three quarterbacks and you're not going to want to try to get um, put in a, a buttload of picks, I think this is a, this is a prime spot to trade down because there is a lot of good quarterback talent in this draft. This I is mean, yes. the current going price for Justin Fields is apparently like a second and a fourth, mm-hmm. or maybe a second and a third. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is. If you're going to risk draft capital to trade with a quarterback, I like that a whole lot more. Yeah, that's fair. J.J. Uh, McCarthy, which I believe is... is He's going up to that fourth quarterback in most of these mocks, it feels like. He, he's definitely the QB4, but like a lot of the teams that are going to... The Giants, uh, the Falcons, they're right. at eight. Falcons right? are at eight, yeah. correct. That's, that's too early. J.J. going up to four doesn't make McCarthy. sense to me. Okay. I would take a... A game bred player, someone with more experience, someone that's had to throw the rock around more in both Bo Nix and uh, Michael Penix. I just, JJ, I, I, I don't want to say look at Brock Purdy's system guy and all that, but I mean, you never really, there weren't too many games where he had to go get that game winning drive, it felt like. They kind of handled the games. Well, the defense was incredible and the running game was fantastic. If he goes into a system like that, I'm sure it's going to work. But I mean, what are the odds that that landing spot is perfect like that? Well, my thing is that when he had to throw the ball, and I, I, I look at specifically the Ohio State game last season, right? Not mm-hmm. this past one, but the one before that, where like there, he did. Yeah. Like, he, he did help them in that game by throwing. Yeah. It, hey. It's the intangibles. And that's why I think it's crucial, not to cut you off real quick, that he does throw at the combine because we haven't really yeah. seen him throw the rock a lot. And yeah, that's what I want to see. But like I said, that's one game. I, I, uh, well, I mean, look, I'm not watching a lot of Michigan football. Although, Maybe yeah, there are more yeah, where yeah. you saw with James the, McCarthy throwing the I just his think arm. his ceiling compared to the other two, like I do think that they're co- implementing next year going into 2024. If you have to have a quarterback start, Go ahead and take your know, Michael Penix, but that's just not a great way of looking at a draft or even a Bo Nix. They're both a few years older, have more experience, but specifically, Michael Penix has dealt with a couple very significant yeah. injuries. Yeah, and there's a lot of you know tread on the tires. I know we use that term a lot, like with especially running backs. But I think JJ's potential out of all of those three, I'd give him. He's got a highest the highest ceiling because we don't really know when he does throw the but ball. Would you also say that he might have the lowest floor? Um. See, I, 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 would, I think uh, I think his leadership skills, his yeah. intangibles, his ability to to not have the moment too big for him. Yeah, he's I been mean, at a big stage, the, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like he's he played even though he didn't start. Not to cut you off, uh, in, in the playoffs the, for a three years straight. Now uh, he, he got this. He got to go in against Georgia, and then after that, he's only lost one game since starting as a quarterback in yeah. Michigan. So I think that. To your credit, though, hundred percent. Like O line has been great. The run game we had a great duo for those years, but the man did. Still win, even though he didn't have to do tons. I, I think well, look, he, he won a national championship, and his coach was suspended twice in that season. Yeah, yeah, and I think like, that speaks volumes. There's a lot of yeah. off-field things, and and all well, that can galvanize the team. And I, I think that again, I think if you talk to anybody in Michigan, they're going to tell you uh, JJ McCarthy is a leader. So and, he's got all the intangibles and the receivers that Michigan's had compared to those two teams, specifically Washington and yeah. even yeah. Oregon. 
Not, not the, the same. same. Not the same yeah. at all. Roman Wilson's good, but that's not a stud. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I know it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Loveland's been good, but he's a guy who's still there. You know, he's yeah. kind of younger. So, I mean, I'll, I'll stick up for JJ in that regard. Like, I think his ceiling is high. Maybe the floor is a little lower, but I don't think if he has to start, you know, week one, that's a little premature. Yeah. I, I, you want to get him in. I think Seattle is a great well, spot. None, none of 16. these guys, I would say, should be starting week one. Besides I mean, after three. the top three? Well, or, yeah, I mean, I, I still say, like, let, let's go the Patrick Mahomes route. Like, even him. He, he yeah. took most of the first year off. Jordan Love route, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, they still had Alex Smith, who wasn't right. quite done. Sure. You know, but you, you can ruin a quarterback. I do think it's yes. you can do. You look at kind 100%. of Mac Jones and... So, uh, but yeah, you're, you're right. When you spend that amount of money on those guys, you're going to hand them the range and see what's going on. But, but, but look what happened to Bryce Young. I mean, listen to Bryce Young in his post game where he just says, he's like, he's, he says a lot in, in all of his answers to these questions about the team and everything. And, but all he's saying is like, I don't know, guys. I yeah. don't know. We suck. Like, that's it. And, and that's got to be tough coming back a year, especially with the Panthers not having an, to really improve their team all that much because they, they, you know, they spent a bunch of draft. Mm hmm. Uh, I like JJ McCarthy. I just think that you got to trade him down. And now you're playing. You're basically going to be playing chicken with uh, Sean Payton with the Broncos. Yeah, Minnesota at eleven, Broncos at twelve. I've seen Raiders even at thirteen. Yeah, those three spots are interesting for JJ because if Minnesota doesn't stick with Kirk Cousins, they go JJ. Okay, when you I give mean, him Jordan Addison and Justin Jefferson, right? And you're getting Hawkinson still. I know yeah. he's coming off injury, but that's a better situation than Denver, in my opinion. Although Sean Payton is a very good coach. Not a lot of weapons there for him to work with right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and even Vegas, it's like, ugh, that feels a little, again, premature. I, as we go down the list, and that's what I've said, the, for kind of dream combo for me would be, in his like for him, his sake would be a 16 where you can have Geno Smith still starting at Seattle. Mike McDonald is now the head coach over there at Seattle, and he actually saw J.J. play his freshman year, so has a little bit of insight as he was the defensive coordinator having to go against him at practice every day. Um, I think that would be a good fit where you don't have to push out Geno right away. I think we know Drew Locke, although he won that cool game last yeah. year. I don't think he's the answer. We've kind of he's had his time. So a, a spot like that would make more sense, or even the Rams at nineteen. Let Stafford kind of go oh, off the in the Rams, sunset. That'd be awesome. That, that you got that would be an ideal situation. I don't. For I, don't him. I think that he people, somebody is going to reach on JJ McCarthy. Uh, yeah, probably the Broncos, right. the Vikings. I could see them doing that, yeah. although perhaps they have other. I mean. I, I would say somewhere in the the mid teens, yeah, the late teens, but not not again right. in the twenties. And I do think that JJ McCarthy can be a a day one starter, uh, especially on these teams that are better mm-hmm. going later in the draft. But okay, real quick, it's supposed to be whole uh, power rankings thing. Yeah, Fields, McCarthy, Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson, Bonex, Penix. How are you? Where, what's your order for those guys? I gotta write these down. Maybe after the break, I'll I, give it to you. Okay, let's do that. I'll let you guys think about it. Oh, oh, and we'll come back and we'll do some do you care and we'll get the rankings. Because I, I think it's, I kind of wrote that in that order Fields, McCarthy, Cousins, as far as uh, wanting to start for your team next year. Yes. And then Bo Nix, okay. Phoenix, Russell Wilson, and then just punt the position. Just Zach go Wilson? With the Tyler Heineke, and Zach Kobe Wilson? Brisket. Um, no. <laughs> no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. No, no, Zach Wilson. And Russell Wilson might be below punt. I might just rather just yeah. not have a quarterback next year and go the Atlanta Falcons route than I would go Russell Wilson. Uh, that's, I don't know. Let Russ right. rest. Yeah, All right, when we come we back, be. Noah and Sawyer will give you a rankings and some do you care. Court storming. Did oh, yeah. we miss out by not talking about court storming yesterday? Let's find out when we return through guys on sports. 
All right, three guys on sports, Nick, Noah, Sawyer, and you as well, 834-1027. That's the phone number. Call or text into the show. Uh, we're going to do some Do You Care. We're going to get our power rankings on the quarterback options that are not the top three guys in the uh, the draft here. Uh, but first, I want to mention that we do have tickets to see Santana and Counting Crows. They're going to be at the Moody Center August 18th. And uh, I like I like to give them out to the texters, to people that contribute in. So if uh, if you want to do that... I guess just uh, let's let's do this. The keyword is smooth, smooth to eight three four one zero two seven. We'll pick from any of the guys that any of you that text in that keyword if you want to go see Santana and Counting Crows, or you can win them immediately by calling eight three four one zero two seven and just singing on the air. Oh yeah, a Santana. The, uh, I, I, I figured smooth. Well, well. Call their Isaac. We'll give you a warm-up. We'll put you on hold. We'll put you on the air. And if you start singing Santana smooth, you'll win those immediately. All right. All right. Uh, here. Okay. No. Do you have your list of the quarterbacks there? Yeah. Of the pickings here, I'm going to exclude Tannehill as well as, and we mentioned it off-air, like uh, Baker Mayfield, who is a free agent. But it sounds like Tampa wants to stick with yeah. him. And I don't blame them for his season. Um, if I am a team in the offseason who needs a quarterback and I can't get the top three guys in the draft. I think I'm going to go with Justin Fields to start. Okay. Like Justin Fields, I think he's good. He's still young. I'm willing to sign him to a big contract. I think Kirk Cousins is a still very good quarterback. I know Sawyer's a fan, and he statistically is very good. He's just getting older. But that Achilles, man. I know. It was middle I know. Of the season. looked great, dude. I saw him throwing a ball on a tennis court the other day. Oh, there we go. You know what? I wanted to go because what that's a seven-step drop. I wanted. I was thinking like we should do our best... We could film ourselves doing that Kirk Cousins video. Because, yeah, if you haven't seen yeah. it, he's on a tennis court inside somewhere. And, he, and he's throwing this. and looks looks good, I guess. Does a nice little drop there and throws the ball out. But it's like he's not really pushing on that. On I don't know if it was his back foot or yeah. his front foot. But, like, you can you can make He just throws a quick little out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What is that? 20, 30 yards okay. to somebody. Like, he's not throwing it downfield. He's throwing a, a screen pass. And, like, I'm like, you could do that. Kirk Cousins can do that with just all of his upper body. Strength yeah. And not. So, like, I don't know if I trust that video as far as, like, all right, Kirk, everything's healed there. I, I still think I'm going to go Kirk here. Uh, I Just because he is that good of a quarterback, I really believe he's a top half quarterback in this oh, league. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to go him there at two. He's just 35. I mean, that's an issue. And he's got few injuries. So he's, yeah. he's older. But I still think you could, if you sign him to a two, three year deal, you can get some good production. He can get you to the playoffs. He's he's mm-hmm. more of that like Matt Ryan, Philip Rivers sure. when they went to the Colts style thing. Yes, and, and so he's a good leader. He's a good dude. All the above. Like people, the locker room likes him. Um, I'll go JJ next. Uh, I I know maybe we have different opinions of that, and maybe that's just me being a Michigan homer. I just think potential wise, ceiling wise, I think he can come in and and be mm-hmm. a franchise guy. Give me Michael Penix. Uh, after that, I like Michael Penix. I'm just a little concerned with injuries. Um, Bo Nix at, at my uh, second-to-last spot here. And then at last, I'm going Russell Wilson. I, I don't think Russell has – the Russ is not cooking anymore. The, mm-hmm. the gas is off for Russ. Yeah. I, I'd take Bo Nix at this point and at least try it out over Russell Wilson. Yeah, I went Kirk first. Okay, uh, He okay. is number three in the NFL in completion percentage last year. He was top – what was it? He was number three in uh, quarterback rating. His QBR was top ten uh, ahead of you know a lot of guys that we think are pretty fantastic, including Super Bowl winner Patrick Mahomes. I I, I just I'm fine with that Achilles. Uh, Kirk was never a guy that really needed to move around a lot. Uh, as long as his arm's fine, I'm fine with Kirk. 
Uh, Justin Fields second, Michael Penix third, JJ Nix, and then Russ. Even though Russ uh, had some funky stats being top 10 in a lot of them as well, I don't know what the whole issue is there. I just don't like his personality, really. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, he's got. Yeah. I feel. I don't think a locker room would get behind that guy anymore. That's it, right there. I the, feel like it has cats be, out of the bag there. Right, it has to be a very specific spot for that to work, possibly. And I just don't see a lot of roles him coming in and be like, "I'm the guy here. You guys yeah. gotta listen to me." It's like, well, no. Of all those guys we're talking to about, to I'm more than positive Kirk Cousins will have a better season than all of them. Ooh, that's, that's, a, that's a fun bet that we should no, I, I don't I don't disagree with that. It's more just an age thing with me with him and the Justin Fields. Now, of course, he'll probably wind up on the Titans or something like that, and I'll be like, great, <laughs> he has no one to get the ball yeah. to. Yeah. Ooh, the Titans, though. If they can get uh, Malik Neighbors. Yeah. That's not, that's not terrible. That's an upgrade over Tannehill. Oh, well, actually, the Titans, they're going to have they're gonna go with Will Levis, right? I forgot. I keep forgetting yeah, they still got their guy in the draft capital. Yeah. Two, they got him here in this pick because I know the the really 2-3. Obviously, we know Maserati Marv's going to go in that probably top five, the first mm-hmm. receiver off the board. It is Malik Neighbors and Roma Dunze. Here they have the Giants getting Neighbors and then a Dunze to the Titans at seven. So, yeah, I mean. That, that, Giants, that's a, take an take a offensive tackle. Do something for your guy, Danny Dimes. Come on, man. There's good receivers later on the draft. You know, yeah, they don't have many good receivers. That's their issue, and they yeah, might be losing like, Saquon Barkley. This, this is a deep draft. You can go get a bunch yeah. of other receivers in the second round that are going to be. Yeah, I mean, maybe not as good as Malik Neighbors. The Giants are just kind of screwed. <laughs> let's just call it how it is. All right, they got a um, lot of things to get. Let's go to the phone lines real quick. Eight three four one zero two seven. We got our guy Northside Dave on the line, and hopefully he is singing us the smooth tones of Carlos Santana. What's up, Northside Dave? Yeah, I'm there we a go. Huge Santana fan. Let's hear those pipes. Come on. Yeah, sing for us, Dave. Yeah. First of all, a little trivia. At the age of 17, the other guitarist player, Neil Sean of Santana, had a decision to make. Stay with Santana, tour with Eric Clapton, mm-hmm. or work on his band journey with the lead singer of Santana, Greg Rowley. What'd he do? And she didn't know that. All right, here I go. And if you said this life ain't good enough, I give my world to lift you up. I could change my life to better suit your mood. Mm. That's just so smooth. And go. it's just like the ocean under the moon. Oh, it's the same as the right, ocean that I get from you. You got the kind of loving that can be so smooth. <laughs> so give me your heart, make it real. Oh, yeah, we're we're about about it. It. All right, thank there you, Dave. Go. Now I want to I want to put him on hold. And just come back and see if he's still singing. That's great. That's awesome. Uh, excellent job, Northside Dave. Take that, Montopolis, Chris. Go. You could wish you could sing Carlos Santana like that. <laughs> Uh, hold on, Dave, unless you've got some more sports takes about the combine you want to get off your chest. Uh, we'll get Isaac to get your info, and we'll get you down for those Carlos Santana tickets. Uh, you got anything on the combine, Dave? All right. I think he had saying. All right. Uh, hold on. Isaac's going to get your stuff there. Uh, the rest of you guys that have been texting in the keyword smooth, we'll, we'll keep doing that. We'll give another pair of tickets to that as well. But uh, I want someone to call in with their best Adam Durowitz, you know, a little cha-la-la-la-la-la. the counting crows. Yeah, dude. My friend, when he lives in New York, got dumped. And uh, the chick left him to go date Adam Durowitz. And I was like, what wow. are you going to do, dude? That's, yeah. Mr. That's Mr. Jones. Yeah. That also shows how old my friend is. He won't let anyone know his age. But I was like, if you were dating someone that left you for peak counting crows, <laughs> I'm starting to put two and two together here. <laughs> dude, You're not did, the did, 35 you claim to be. Did it last with the counting crow guy? I have no or? idea. I think to see, like, did she come crawling back? Or? No, no chance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay, we'll tell you what. We will do that uh, tomorrow. If there somebody we wants go. To, if somebody wants to sing an instant win, we'll, do, we'll get you some Counting Crows going on. We'll see if we can make that dream happen for you. Uh, let's see here. I wanted to get in the court storming thing, but we're already close up against the break, so we're, we're just going to do that real time. quick. 
Court storming. We'll hit you a little short break of some commercials. We'll come back and we will talk about court storming because, again, uh, I who could care? I, I don't. I don't care less about this. That's not a big deal to me. It's like it was just a Monday sports topic. But thankfully, Jay Billis has the stupidest idea ever on how to fix it. So we will come back and we will discuss. Do you care? about fans storming the courts and the safety of athletes, or is it all part of the game? Three Guys on Sports, we'll be right back. Three Guys on Sports, continuing with you on a Tuesday in your ear holes. Nick, Noah, Sawyer, and you as well, 834-1027. That's the phone number to call or text into the show. And uh, if you do so, let us know, how do you do you care about this sports uh, storming the court phenomenon? And, uh, yeah, I mean, you're all familiar with it by now. Everybody knows about it. Yeah. That guy from Duke got hurt. Who yes, cares? Mm-hmm. Duke player. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, and I, I just, I was like, I, it seemed like a, a nonsense story, that, but, like, everybody was talking about yesterday. Everybody yeah. had an opinion about storming the court. Because I think it started off this year. I mean, it's been brought up before, right? But Kaylin Clark got bodied by some Nebraska fan to start yeah. off the season. And that mm-hmm. was kind of, I mean, she's just the superstar of all college, probably hoops in general right now. Well, they didn't men's. care until a man did it. Ah, I think they did, but this kind of, it's a Duke man now. This is kind of the mm-hmm. the t- tipping point for sure. Yeah, and to your, to your point. Well, and because he had to be carried off the field with a knee or, injury, yeah. bang knees, uh, the coach says he's still not. Hundred percent, and I'm just I, I'm curious about more about it, yeah. Like if this was a, se- a season-ending injury or something, perhaps. But it, here, here's my here's my thing on the court storming. If I can, uh, fans don't belong on the field, and I, I think that both sides like it, it's a part of the game. It's fun. I've never experienced it as a Longhorn fan because uh, it's just it, we've never had the occasion, or like it's just. It's beneath us. That's for court storming is when you are a low ranked team and you score the upset. You know, and it's I like, disagree. like it's, it's, uh, I disagree. When it comes to basketball, maybe, but not football. Yeah, football. Football is you typically an upset though. Yeah, no, it football. is an upset, but I, it's beneath you. I don't. You just. I don't know if there's been the if opportunity. If you're the University of Texas yeah. and you beat Georgia you've, this you've year, you've committed, die on you've this committed said crime. Yes, I have. But I feel like if, like, let's say Texas and goes and beats number one Georgia this year here in Austin, do you yeah. not think they're going to storm the field? Yeah, we got to. Even if for they the looks, fined. that's the SEC thing to do. But I, to your point, it's beneath you probably because of the competition they've been playing in the Big Twelve. Sure, sure. Yeah, you can't storm the field when half of it is OU fans. Yeah, exactly. That's Cotton a good point Bowl. too. Right. I just, I don't, I don't know. It's never been a part of the mentality of a Longhorn fan, as far as I'm concerned. Like, just the idea. Like, there's also a giant bull out there. <laughs> and if it loses its cool, that'd be a really Old bad Bevo. problem. Yeah, oh, Bevo's we haven't court, thought about. Man. Yeah, we haven't thought about. <laughs> but so, like, if you want to say let, that it's a part let of the Flint, Mike the Tiger out. Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. yeah. let's get him out of his, his little that, cage. Hey, storming nothing then. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Actually, some of those LSU fans might still do that. Um, yeah, like it's just, it's just like it would be cool. I was thinking about it because I was at Texas State when we made that playoff run under Barrick Neely that one year. And they had the home game. We yeah. won that one, I believe, and it was it was on the road against. I think it was was it Delaware with Joe Flacco, the Mighty Blue Hounds. Like, yes, that would have been cool. But that's Texas State. We had not been to the playoffs since the eighties. Mm. So you know that that's different. And again, like I said, it's Texas State. It's not Texas. Um, I mean, it's it been years, but like Michigan, we stormed the field when we beat Ohio State that first year. That happened, like. I mean, well, Michigan I mean, went to the playoffs that year just like Texas did. And Michigan, Michigan just won a national game. championship. Michigan State, just won a national championship, though. Ohio State's not going to do it next year. All right. 
I mean, uh, no, eh, maybe. Would, I don't know. Would y'all have stormed the court for beating Ohio State this year? Like, no, 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 not the court. The basketball teams. Or not the, not the court, the, the, the field. No, I'm because about, it the game. Already. I, I, I think that there could be an instance because Georgia's coming to town. If they're number one, I would not be shocked if uh, at DKR there's a storm, uh, uh, storming of the field. Well, when's the last time DKR even stayed full for an entire game? Mm-hmm. Looking at you, fans, mm-hmm. bunch of. I know it's I hot. Mean, I would I would say LSU. I was at the LSU Bama game, and I know it's a different crowd, but I, I actually got to storm. I got storm the field when LSU beat uh, Alabama. Is LSU beneath that? Like that's kind of what I'm mm-hmm. saying. It's like eh, they beat Bama. I was at that. I, that was the only time I ever got to storm the field. So. My take on it is uh, the players should be allowed to get a free shot on an opposing fan. <laughs> Thank you. It's Thank one of these you. things. I I couldn't remember. I was talking to someone earlier about it, and I couldn't remember the analogy I remember was thinking of, but I found that. It's like when people go to Spain and they run with the bulls. Oh, yeah. What do you expect is going to happen? Yes. You know, you, you, you don't get upset when someone gets run over by the bull and the running of the bulls. If you get out on that court and somebody wants to take a shot at you, there is six, eight, you know, power oh. forward. They should be allowed. They only get one. They can't go melee on the fans, but they should be able to put a kid on his ass. Yes. And a football player, too. God, you got the pads. Lay, you know, you let off a little steam. And then people will start thinking twice about storming courts if they really right. want it. Well, see, How th- bad do you want to take that field goal post out of the stands? That, that's my position, is that if you're going, like, I don't think you should be storming the, the court unless it's like a huge monumental upset. If you're an yeah. underdog, mm-hmm. court's uh, so a, different. A texture just no in. throwing hands here, but like throw a shoulder, maybe a bow. Like, yeah, let them have it. I like a good trip. And people are saying with this Duke kid, what's his yeah. name? Philip Pakowski. Philip Pakowski, yeah. yeah. That like people are trying to analyze the film like the Zapruder footage to see if he was tripping or trying to push somebody yeah. and things. It does to me seem like he just you know might be milking a little. And as but the player, no, no. if you get hurt, that's on you too. Well, he's he's trying to walk through this fan and look at the people. It, I, I don't want to go in his eyes and what, I, but like his his leg is out and like you should have avoided it. Mm. If yeah, you're a top hard, athlete, like, well, he just stop well, walking, let the fan run by him, and then he goes. He tries to walk through the fan, and that's where he hits the knee. It's so much more condensed in basketball. Like football, I, I don't think that should be a big problem because it's such a big field that takes longer to get there. Yeah. But yeah. basketball, it's tiny, right? They're there well, in it, five it a, seconds. There was somebody that took out a fan that stormed the field this year. Yeah, what was that? I, was we like were talking Colorado about that. Or, I feel like it was in the Pac-12. Right. Somebody mm-hmm. One dude it. came up to Caleb Williams and he like pushed him off at Notre Dame. But well, that, Yeah, that yeah. was that was a fan. I'm saying that there, there was a player that hit a dude and everybody yes. was like, oh, that's cheap. And I'm like, no, if you get on the field, that's what you get. Yeah. Um, you're going into an incl- yeah. You know, it's like one of those things. Uh, I heard someone put it. It's like if if you fall into the gorilla cage, someone's getting shot. Yes, it's either yeah. you or the gorilla. Yeah, you know what it's, I mean? it's exactly. The fans belong on the, on the, in the stands. The athletes belong on the field. And if yeah. you're if you want to say I'm going to storm the court and 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 get where I'm not supposed to be. Bad stuff happens to you. If that gorilla sits yeah. there and beats you Ron senseless. Ron Burgundy amongst the Bears. Yes. Let's not forget Anchorman 1. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And so that that's what I think should happen. And specifically, I, I like the idea of tripping. I If you just sit there, because especially if you just lost a big game, you know, a, a, as an athlete, your mm. emotions are raw. You're, at the, you're full of adrenaline. Like, if you want to take that out on a fan who's storming the court, go for it, man. I have no problems with that. I have yeah. no problems with that. Fans, keep your head on the swivel. And especially a good trip. I love it. when you hook somebody right in the, your leg and their leg, and they just go falling. There is like no better feeling. And so mm. if you're if you just got upset and then you're feeling butt hurt, that'll soothe that. Yeah. Um, now, now you only get one. 
And once you hit your fan, you can't hit anyone else. Yeah. That's it. Fair enough. Just the one. Uh, Jay Billis has a solution, Sarah. which I do like Jay Billis. He's he's one of the smartest guys in, in not just sports, but college, like not just college basketball, but in I think sports, in all sports, sure. but especially in college basketball. He is the expert. He is, he, if there was a czar of college basketball, I would say that we should elect Jay Billis. Uh, however, this one, I don't know if you put this one on the campaign poster there, Jay. You know, you hear administrators say, look, it's too difficult, it's problematic to stop fans from rushing the court. Well, they don't have to stop them. All they have to do is don't let them off the court. You can ring the court, there's law enforcement there, uh, detain everyone, give them either criminal citations or arrest them, and it all stops tomorrow. But they don't want to do it. They like it. They like it. I mean, that's... I don't know if he's trying to do a thing for for the to feed the media cycle. Yeah, that, that's ridiculous. That's stupid. Don't they? They do grab the occasional kid, and he does get in trouble. It feels like, like yeah. security. And well, all but that. the but the idea that you're just going to somehow with like I don't know what the security staff is for some of these college yeah, arenas. Not but paid it's not, enough. It's double digits. There's yeah. no way. Maybe you get a hundred people mm. that you if you were trying to enact this plan. But the idea that these kids who already are not like. It is against the rules to storm the court. It costs your team in a lot of conferences at least $100,000, yeah. yeah. if not more. In the football, I think it's millions in the SEC now. Like is a million it? dollars. That, that was last year, right? I'll look it up. I mean, oh, no, that's, that's an NIL deal. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, and they like, we don't care. The school, a lot of the schools would tell you that they don't really, they're, they're happy to pay the fine yeah. for that big victory. Some of the yeah, they're schools. happy to pay that fine, but they're not happy to give out scholarships for kids to attend school. I think everybody that storms the court gets a free year of college. Mm. <laughs> Mm, okay. A, there we go. It's a bold strategy there. Public Tom. school. Um, but but also just like, you're not going to be able to hold them. No, yeah. Especially if you know that it's to get a citation. What? A, yeah, what authority do you have, Mr. Security no, Guard? like what you're going to do, they're, 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 they're going to reverse storm the court. They're going to blow right past you, okay? Uh, okay, so just to go over this, uh, court uh, storming, one-time fee, it is 100K, like you mentioned. Second time, it gets up to 250, third, half a million. Yeah. Okay. So, And I think that just is collectively now that they've started implemented this. So if you've I done mean, it more than a couple times, then you're going to have to pay a lot. But whatever. I mean, If they do want is, to stop They're this, making which, millions of game, pretty here, much. Sh- should they stop this because the player finally got hurt? I don't, I don't know if this happened in the past or not, but that, that was always the thing. It's like, well, what happens if a player gets injured and now you've had one and a half? Caitlin Clark Ooh, I know what they should have to do. Uh, the, the kid that injured the player should have to play for Ooh, that position. Uh, and then when he screws up in the next game, the entire school will hate him. Yes. That's kind of that's kind of interesting. Yeah, make or, him make him make him wear that guy's shoes. Wear what? the exact shoes too. A size sixteen. <laughs> Does he have to? Yeah. Let's see how he plays. I've got a guy out there holding up his pants because it's just he's he's <laughs> five foot seven, and the guy he's replacing was a six foot five, three hundred pound. Um, ooh, I kind of also like that, especially more in football than basketball. Mm-hmm. Trying to get out there and block full water boy situation. Now, but are are you just encouraging students to want to do? Because like, oh, this is my shot. I think that I can ball. Mm-hmm. Instead of walking on, here we go. Now you just put a target on those players' backs. I guess, but that's when they get their one shot rule. All right, <laughs> the Sawyer one shot rule. I like it. Fair enough. Uh, okay, let's see here. Go to text machine. Uh, texter says, "Beating your uh, here." Let me go. Uh, 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 um, it's two different texts. Field court storming should be reserved for last-second miracles, not decided victories. 
Yeah, it was. What was it? This one was Wake Forest beating Duke. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like you're, that's your conference opponent. Like, and it's Wake Forest is not just some scrub. You know, they've had good years. So yeah, it, if they hadn't beat Duke in thirty years, right? Yeah, I think it just it's it should be reserved for more. They should reserve it more for spe- more special times for sure. I they also get say it. beating your rivals should be more routine if they're really a rival. There you go. That's fair. I mean, there are some years with Texas and Oklahoma that that necessarily wasn't true, but like that—that's just my general feelings. Like, like right. it's 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 when you're a huge underdog and you score a huge upset, or it's like the first time that you beat a top, whatever team, in in how you know a right. couple of decades. No, I follow. Yes, uh, Julio from SA says yes, it's a big deal. Eventually, court storming instances will escalate and get worse. A season or career-ending injury will happen. Or absolute worst case scenario, an opposing fan will directly target a player and possibly violently attack them. But the NCAA won't do anything until the worst case happens. Even then, they will vote and consider it for a few years. And now, no, you said that you ta- uh, saw Big Twelve Commissioner Brett Yormark. Yes, was talking about it. Yeah, I sent I sent that clip in our our DM there. It's for Twitter. too long. It's too it long. It's like important. Yeah, he he was addressing this, and he said, you know, honestly, like, you know, he's only been here for it feels like I think it's almost two years now in the Big Twelve. But he's had to address some situations uh, with Big 12 and in football and basketball. And I, he just kind of was getting to the point of, he kind of was beating around the bush a little bit. I think he just wanted to be on TV and ESPN specifically, <laughs> knowing Brett Yormark. Uh, and he just kind of was like, these are things we got to address. Didn't really say, we're going to stop he, he this. He said exactly what he'll just say. Yeah, he's like, we're going to have a meeting about this. He said yeah. he mentioned, should we have a, was, was it death penalty is what he said or something? Oh, did he throw the death penalty I don't know. If he, not, not, that not, is, not like SMU. Um, he said something in Super South to say, yeah. should we have a, a a super severe punishment, right? To it, uh, and he's like, "I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll yeah. talk about it." And so, yeah, they're they're going to not do anything. Ooh, I got another one. Away. All right, so say this, and this will be a way to punish schools. If a team has their court stormed, the next home game, no fans, empty. Empty arena. Mm. Well, they're never going to do that because then you lose all the money. Exactly. So, mm. but then oh, but it, the then it adds incentive sure, to not allow them to do it or okay. make it count. Huh. Interesting. That's actually, yeah. I mean, huh. yeah. I won't, I also, I mean, this is mostly students, right? Right. So what you if they punish just, the student? You can just say, say students, no student, no student section. Yeah. yeah. Just X'd off. That's hmm. actually not a... You know what, Sawyer? Yeah. Kind kind of a Get a guy with a gun out there. (laughs) (laughs) there there Just pow right in the air. (laughs) All right. uh, Bronfel says storming should only happen if it's a super important game, and the Stormers team was a huge underdog. Yeah, or like some lady was yelling about pickleball. Good to hear from you, exactly. <laughs> Check the podcast yesterday for our pickleball problem there. Yeah. Uh, we found ourselves in a what pickle. If, is oh. there, is it, somebody's the golden storm. What if your mascot involves a storm? Yeah. Should They should be allowed to storm. If you are the storm, yeah. storming something, I don't know. No, that's thundering herd. Marshall's thundering herd. Yeah, why don't we do this? Why don't we have court storming when it comes to like like water polo? <laughs> Get all the kids in the Jump pool. The pool. Oh, I'd be down for that. Dive from the stands. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Zach goes on. Texas Tech football fans storming every other week last year before last was ridiculous. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Y'all, yeah, that's a lot. Definitely can't do it more once once a season. Once a season. All right, when we come back and take a quick break, come back and do hour two. We're going to do horns at high noon. We'll find out what Noah's got for your longhorn news break when we return. Three guys on sports.